Delays occur when no decision is made. That costs money, that costs time. Welcome back to the Making It With Miles podcast. We have another episode of The Shed where we discuss all things building, property and real estate from the lens of a builder and building inspector. Uh, this e- podcast is here to educate, entertain and help all homeowners and more or less soon to be homeowners. Uh, we also have another format on the podcast, which is called The Journey. It's We plan it every now and then. It's just a little episode about uh, things to implement to sort of help oneself, which is a bit of a passion of mine. Uh, on this specific episode, we will be discussing the steps to consider when undertaking a renovation project. Uh, so if you're somebody looking at doing a renovation project, an extension, all those types of things, and you're going to engage a builder, this will lay out the steps to undertake to make sure the process runs as smoothly as possible. Please, if you find value, um, like, subscribe, uh, give us a follow so you can be you know, notified of any future episodes. If you're listening and you see some value for somebody else, please uh, share it out. Uh, we're here to educate as many people as possible and um, make some sort of impact, which is much appreciated. Uh, so sit back and uh, hope you enjoy. Okay, steps to consider when undertaking a renovation project. Now, if you follow these simple steps, um, it will give you a good runway and a smooth transition for the renovation project. It's not a must do, but if you can implement these ideas and concepts, it will help immensely with the relationship and the construction process and all the good things that go with it. So let's get into it. Step one, we call the pre-design. The reason why we have the pre-design, it's you know, having no clue about what you're actually going to build, functionality and how it looks um, is pretty well a complete waste of time. No one else can tell you what you want. You have to have some sort of idea put in place. Now, creating uh, such things as like inspiration boards, a booklet, a, even a folder on your phone about the project um, is critical to help the, help the professional team that you're about to engage um, get you set up for success, Okay. Now, ways in which you can go about that is um, that I like to use during the during my time as a builder is get my clients to head to Pinterest. All right, you can scroll on there for years, finding inspiration and crazy ideas of all these cool things that you like. So, what we would do is get uh, get onto Pinterest, create a board uh, for your project, look out for things like the functionality, colors, materials, just some quirky ideas of things that you would like. Um, and how things would operate, how it would look for um, the job you have at hand, okay? So after you have that board together and you're sort of inspired, the next process is step two, which is the pre-construction consultation. Now, pre-construction consultation is very important because it can save you thousands and thousands of dollars and heartache, okay? Now, what this is... um, the reason why we put it in place again is you can be paying tens of thousands of dollars for construction drawings that you're going to get to only be absolutely shattered by the builder when it become it comes in over budget by two hundred thousand dollars. All right, now there seems to be a different uh, there seems to be different cost centers in place from designers uh, to builders. Okay, so we all like to work together, and some ideas sometimes are just very expensive. Okay. The way to go about this is get in contact with a professional builder that would be interested 
in pricing the project, okay? Not all builders are pricks. Some are most likely uh, comfortable to come out and at least have a consultation with you and a chat, okay? What they're gonna wanna do is understand who you are as a client and also understand the project itself. Once you get in contact with this builder that's happy to come out and have a conversation with you, you need to discuss the functionality, okay? You need to also discuss your budget expectations and then show them your inspiration board of what you've put together, okay? Based on these kind of three elements, the builder will have a good idea of exactly to a degree what you want how it can potentially look and some issues that they might come up with. If you are well under budget, the, the conversation is pretty easy at that moment. The builder just says, it's gonna be around this based on what they've done before. It's just a guesstimate, okay? Or they might say, I'm sorry, but that budget it will get you half the job. So then you can really pull yourself back. You're not wasting money with a designer and you can understand, all right, how do I get what I want? And you can pull it, really pull it back to a more functional sort of process or you might have to sack it completely, which would suck. During this process, you need to be clear on the non-negotiables and the good to haves. Okay, so as you're having this discussion, have a chat about uh, how they would be best designed for the project uh, to meet the needs as best as practical. Uh, take notes as this, um, as this more or less, you'll collate this for the designer, okay? What the builder will deliver you in this process is practical building methods, affordable building solutions, some interesting ideas from their point of view, the things to do and the things not to do when you're having the discussion with your architect or designer, okay? So you've got your inspiration board, you've had the discussion with your builder or a builder to understand the functionality and things you're gonna come up with. The next step is step three, which is engaging your architect and your um, architect or designer. Okay, now it is necessary to engage these individuals because this is that you need drawings in place um, to implement your building permit process. The way in which you can find a good architect and drafty or designer, you can just go out, have a chat to these individuals themselves, have a chat to some local builders and see who they sort of use often that sort of works well with the local builders. Um, and you'll get a good grasp on that. You'll get a fee agreement from them and then you can implement them on your project. Now you're having a conversation with the architect and you're listing out all the non-negotiables and you're also listing out the ideas that you've come up with the builder and you're also listing out you know, the good to haves. What the architect can do from there is do what they are specialists at, which is collating all the design processes and making it uh, making your ideas come to life and in a way that's going to look sexy uh, because they are very talented at that process. Builders, we know how to build stuff, but we're not the best at design, I, I, I must say. So they can help you with that process of getting all your ideas together. Be sure to just pull them back every now and then when they start going crazy with some of their interesting ideas and concepts that they have because it can add a fair bit of cost to the construction project. So just be mindful of that, but have that conversation with the architect about your budget expectations. If it's a low end, if it's mid, if it's high, all that sort of stuff. So they can have the freedom uh, to play around with those uh, design elements and, and give you a product that is gonna be fair and reasonable uh, within your expectations. During this process, an engineer is gonna be engaged to undertake the structural drawings for the project. I always highly recommend during this process before you get finalized documentation, 
which would go towards a building permit. It's best to have the builder have a chat with the engineer about some building methodology that would be practical for that sort of property in particular that's affordable and easy to implement, okay? Um, ensure that you've made accessible locations for the engineer to come out. He's not just assuming what, what, what goes where because most properties, everything's covered up. So cut some holes out in the ceilings, in the walls, in the floor, wherever, so that they can get a good understanding of what they're up for and design it accordingly. So you're designing it once with the best knowledge you have from the uh, person that can potentially build it. So you're not going back and forth and it just becomes a mess. So ideally after this process, you will have a set of construction drawings and uh, engineering drawing, soil reports, energy reports, all the things you need implemented to get a building permit. After all this is put in place, we're up to step four, which is the specifications. It's important to have a very clear detail of the job. So you don't get a variety of ridiculous prices for the construction project, okay? The normal set of drawings that you get for a building permit, which is the architecturals, uh, the engineering, just all the basic elements, even pricing off those construction drawings, you still don't have all the details that you need to get a very firm price on the project, okay? So if your architect isn't the one doing this process for you and you're not spending the big bucks on them, what you wanna do is have a chat to them and get at least get a list of fixtures and finishes that you will need to have answers for, for your builder, when the construction process starts. Now, you'll get a list which will include things like uh, wall color paint, types of skirting, styles, colors, types of doors, colors, tile, colors, types, types of shower screens, fixtures such as handles, taps, absolutely everything. The reason why this is so important is that if you get a price from a builder, they can just throw in a mid-range, a high-end range, all these types of unknowns. The variable in cost can be significant between two parties. You ideally want everyone pricing off the same thing because it makes your life much easier to nominate who you're gonna go with as a builder. Now be mindful that this can change uh, anytime. So when you get to the construction process, you, you can change it, that's okay. So you, might know what you want and you might not know what you want. As long as you have something there you can sort of work with, then you can get the price right and you can adjust that accordingly towards the back end, okay? Now the next step, step five, is getting three quotes from builders, okay? Now having three quotes based on very detailed documentation, uh, you'll have the best chance to find a builder within, uh, within your budget range and because they're all pricing for the same one, they're all pricing with the inclusions. The best way to go about this is you wanna be looking for, obviously the builder that's come out to the job initially. You also wanna look out for other friends and family that have had good relationships with good builders, the architects and drafties, who they've come across as good operators, and just, just reach out to them, okay? What you've got in place though, which is, which is very beneficial for the builder, is you have a full set of plans documentations and specifications that they can to give you a nice solid budget for the project. Okay, so there's no unknowns, they can quote it accordingly and everyone's getting the same documentation. So the prices that come back, ensuring that they've all included the same thing and their exclusions are very similar, your price is gonna be very comparable. In this process, if you find some builders 
don't have any exclusions, the assumption is that they're including everything. Just be very clear with all builders that their inclusions and their exclusions are very similar so you can get this number right so you can make the right pick when it comes to getting your builder another thing to consider during this process if you get the prices back from the three builders and they're all excessive and well above your budget speak to these three builders and see what things they can implement to help bring the biggest cost down that can still meet your needs uh, on the project okay so once you do this, just ensure that all builders get the opportunity to reprice the job. And an, ex an example here might be changing the types of tiling tiling in a, in a bathroom. Okay, so you might be doing herringbone, cross pattern, some fancy tile with some ridiculous grout, and you might be charged five times what it could be if you just did a normal 600 by 600 tile. Just ensure that at least all builders get the opportunity to make those changes and adjust their price accordingly because it is pretty easy to adjust a price that you've already spent many hours working on. Um, and then that will give you a nice, fair and reasonable budget to work with. If they're all coming at the same price and the same budget and it's still coming down and the price is too much still, either you're going to have to sack the project or completely reinvent the wheel and pull sections of the job out itself. Obviously, it's a project that you cannot afford. Now, once you get all your three quotes back, then you are up to step six, which is engaging your builder and undertaking a detailed qualification document, okay? Now, this is one of the most important things to have in place when engaging a builder to do your renovation works. The reason why it's having a clear document that states absolutely everything that's going to be put in place for that project and everything that you're there not going to do is going to help ensure that your relationship and any disputes that come up with the builder are eliminated very quickly okay expectations not met on a project is what destroys the relationship between the builder and the client so having it on paper written down is critical the builder should be able to provide a very detailed set of inclusions and exclusions that is broken down into areas of the project. What this will look like, the builder will step out clear areas of the scope of works uh, to be precise on, on what, they're what they're including and what they're excluding. So for example, say you're doing a, a kitchen renovation and it's clear in the detailed tender qualification or detailed qualification document that no services to be moved they're going to stay in the wall and that's it okay they're going to rip all the plaster off the wall but everything stays cabinets come out gets reinstated now if for any reason they rip it off the wall and realize that they are oh, we shit we do need to move some services because they can't see the services it's pretty clear that that'll be a variation and you just pay for that extra over uh, of the works okay but it also might include in that detailed tender qualification document that they've included the removal and any sort of modification of the services in the wall. So for example, if they do rip it off the wall and there are movement, they have to move it. Well, there's no cost associated with it. So everyone's expectations are met. Okay. There's no conversation with, oh, I thought you knew you'd have to move it and why are you charging me now? And it's just a, just an absolute shit show. So we don't want any of that. You want to be very clear on exactly what's happening and what's not happening. So everyone's expectations are met and it's all signed off so as you go through that contract signing process um, and you start paying deposits you want that qualification document you want to read through it line by line with the builder you want to have that conversation you want to tick it off you want to initial it everyone is sweet 
Now, once all the contracts are signed, everyone knows what's happening. The next and one of the most important is the step seven, which is simply the on-site operations. Now, the reason why this is important is in understanding how the operation will run. Again, needs to be understood to ensure expectations are met. Expectations are so critical in these relationships. If you didn't know, during a construction process, the builder is the one that runs the show. I know you may live in the house, but a liability falls on the builder. You trip over halfway through a project and you smack your head on a nail that's sticking out, he is gonna be the one liable. So you need to respect that as much as practical. Um, and it's gonna be a difficult time and it's gonna be a pain in the ass living in a construction zone. So so that being said, it's more, about, it's more or less about just being respectful of the 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. tradesman hours, which they all work. It's dusty, it's loud, it's wet, it's cold. Um, and it's always going to need your input throughout the project. So just be helpful and respectful as much as possible. Okay. Communication to everyone is going to be absolutely key. Communication with the builder is going to be absolutely key. It's going to mitigate so many problems, so many issues. Okay. So if you have a, if you have a builder that's in place and they're not really talking about what's going on or how it's going and all those types of things, you need to open up and have some conversations with them. Okay. And the reason why we do that is because we want to ensure that your expectations are met. If you find during the construction process, something doesn't seem right or look right to you, or you don't like it, it's best to nip it in the butt ASAP. A wall, you don't like the height of it. You don't like the location of a window. Do that at framing stage. You do not do that when the window gets installed. Have these conversations. All, all builders want is they want to have as much information as possible, build the job once, make sure you're happy, get paid and go home. All you want is you want what you want. Unfortunately, it's very difficult for some clients to understand what they want from paper. As builders, we can build it in our head and see it in 3D and walk around the room by looking at a piece of paper where clients struggle with that a lot. So having that communication um, as you go through the building process is okay and is, it is expected. Um, but you need to be respectful of it, okay? There's no point getting on the front foot saying, oh, I didn't think this, 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 this. Oh, the door, this is stupid. That's stupid. Why is it like that? It just, just happens. As long as you have that conversation, um, it's important to get that done as soon as possible. Some of these items that you actually come up with, they might just be cost neutral. It's like, all right, fine, we'll hang the door the other way so, everything's on, uh, uh, so everything works as you want. Um, so not everything has a cost to it, but be mindful, some things may have a cost. What's good about that detailed documentation that you have, that it's gonna be very obvious uh, what's gonna be a variation and what will not be a variation. So that's why that was so important to be um, a part of the construction process. Um, discuss getting samples to site. That is very beneficial for all parties, including the subcontractors. Uh, most important thing is being able to make decisions. The biggest struggle in construction isn't the building itself, it's decision, it's decisions to be made uh, by the client, okay? Delays occur when no decision is made. That costs money, that costs time. It's what can slow the whole process down and it can cause, you, cause absolute heartache. So simply to recap, if you follow these steps, it will give you the smoothest run you could possibly get. One, again, is the pre-design, your Pinterest board, your inspiration, all your ideas, the functionality, how it looks, all of all that sort of all that sort of good stuff. Number two is the pre-construction consultation. 
you get the builder out first to just have a once over of what you're gonna do, what you're thinking, what your budget is, here's your inspiration. Get a bit of a grasp of him and a feel out and understand some items that you will need to go to the designer with uh, to make the process easier for you to meet your budget. Three, you're engaging your architect to get it all drawn up. Uh, the engineering is all drawn up, everything ready for plans and permits. Number four is another important one is the specification. So you need to sit down and ensure that you have a good grasp of all the little nooks and crannies, your taps, your baths, your paint colors, your skirting types, your door types, all the little details of whatever the project's gonna be. You have a good understanding of at least what you're in for. And the reason being is up for number five is you're gonna get your three quotes. These are gonna be three quotes from three different builders and they're gonna be detailed because you have very detailed documentation. Number six is you're engaging one of those builders and you're getting that builder to create a detailed qualification document which sets out the inclusions and exclusions very specifically so everyone knows what's gonna happen and everyone's expectations are gonna be met. And number seven is simply the on-site operations, being respectful of the builder, understanding the trade's gonna come through at seven o'clock in the morning, understand again that these expectations of how the operation's gonna work isn't gonna break your heart when you hear guys shooting nail guns at 7 a.m. in the morning and you're trying to get to work and it's freezing cold because there's no heating, okay? So understanding all that. Um, if you put all these in place, it, it, this will give you the best chance at achieving what you want, how you want it, at your budget, and within a reasonable time frame. Okay, so I hope this episode's helped, and that's it. It's that easy. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. If you have found any value in it, please share, subscribe. Um, if you have any questions or you're looking to have any topics discussed, just simply search Miles Clark online and just get in touch with me. I'm sure I can help where I can and, um, see you on the next one. Let's work.